Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Uh, we're happy that you're joining us uh, again as we uh, continue to talk about uh, issues in the uh, Catholic world, topics of the Catholic world. My name is Father Daniele, and I am joined, as usual, by Josh Sullivan over here. Hello, how are Josh, you? Josh, welcome to you. Yeah, thanks. And, of course, our tag team partner, it's Matt <laughs> Van Milligan. Matt, welcome to you. Hello. I yes. think that's the closest to a wrestling you know, introduction I've ever gotten. Yeah, I've always yeah. dreamed of being, a, being announced yeah. like a wrestler. <laughs> you know, that's like a, still a dream yeah. for me. It's, it's not impossible, yeah. Matt. It might happen. My inner eight-year-old is soaring. <laughs> it's soaring yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I got I to get in better shape yeah. if that's going to be a reality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this week we're together again. And I know in some uh, areas we advertise that this week we were going to be talking about the topic if priests should be getting married, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've we've pushed that discussion back uh, about a week because we decided that there was a little more pressing things uh, to talk about. And uh, one of the beautiful things, I love to talk about it, is truth, you know? And there's a couple things that came to uh, play here uh, since our last uh, time we were together. Yeah. That's sort of um, our discernment was to talk about this topic because... Number one, uh, you know, we have this big event happening in Canada right now, this convoy of, of trucks kind of in Ottawa and uh, people kind of traveling through the country uh, trying to bring uh, what they believe in to, um, you know, the, to the attention of, of Parliament. And that's kind of, uh, you know, begun conversation, ripple effects, conversations in every, yeah. every place, every time, you know, you can't go anywhere without, without talking ab about it. And then plus, this past Sunday, just a few days ago, we read this gospel from, from Luke's gospel, and Jesus stands up in the synagogue, he proclaims he is the fulfillment of the scriptures, and he talks about the, you know, the truth, truth about who he is. People get so upset. Hey, people, it said that, that they got so upset, they were so full of rage that they wanted to throw him off a cliff, you know? I've wanted to do that with Matt for a long time, but it's... <laughs> but he you know, only speaks truth. He only speaks truth. <laughs> I can't be mad at it. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's a theme going on here. You know, we have we have people who are trying to present what's uh, what's what's meaningful to them on a on a grand scale. We see it in the scriptures. Jesus is presenting who he is, uh, what he is. Yeah. You know, to people, um, people are getting so upset, and we as Catholics sit back. And, and we sort of see this going on. We are people of truth. We believe in Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. So uh, we're going to talk today about how to discern truth in our world. Yeah, I think it's important today because it's so often today, I mean, like pretty much when any big event happens, it seems like the media just wants to polarize. It's, you're, you've got one side or the other. And if you don't agree with us, then you're evil or the flip from the opposite side but there's no in between there's no that you have to be one way or another if you look at it like from the from united states elections and all that other stuff you're one side or the other and you're absolutely no way in between the the, the whole um uh, right now with the vaccinations and unvaccination and then and talking about uh, even the trucker convoy yeah what exactly is going on there um it seems like there is there's so much i, I don't want to say misinformation but maybe misinformation but polarizing information from one side or the other that how do we discern truth how do we come through and see what is actually true how do we see with our with our christian blinders on not blinders christian goggles we how do we see through the lies how do we see through the misinformation how do we see through the um 
the narrative that one news media or the other try to promote and realize, okay, this is not quite what's going on there. What's like? What's the real truth here? What's really happening? Exactly. As, as, as Catholics, think about it as Catholics. Um, what we, what the Catholic Church teaches, who we are as Catholics, it is so countercultural that that's sort of our life, eh? It really. Our is. life is like navigating truth. Yeah. Yeah. What does God say? Uh, what do we think? What do we feel? What are other people saying or feeling? <laughs> but ultimately, we're discerning what God says. I was gonna say, if you if you trust the news and media wholeheartedly, one of the things I'll bring right to your attention is how do they put portray the catholic church you know what i mean like so if that if that is your image then you have to realize that so where do you take do you take um you know what i mean do you so where do we go for truth for me it's like that's what i think we got to handle yeah so we're talking about you know obviously this thing in ottawa that's that's going on is not insignificant no it's 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 a large number of people uh traveling through the country uh so you know on one side you have a you have sort of the media telling you what it's about Uh, then you have the people who began this convoy, the truckers. Uh, they're telling you what they originally started. Yeah. Then you have a bunch more people who have sort of attached themselves, themselves to it, yeah. to this movement, <laughs> right? And you have you have sort of reports from people on the ground, people who are watching it. You know, I have friends that live in Ottawa that are that are seeing these things take place. Uh, they're saying, for the most part, it's it's largely peaceful, yeah. right? Uh, you know, the media focuses on. Uh, things Specific that are, things. are yeah. you know, and and uh, the things that happen, the vandalism or whatever, not to be condoned at all, of course right? Not. No, uh, but that's not, I think, th- what's what's largely happening there. So yeah, I- I- is this situation? How do we how do we look at this situation in terms of seeing what's clearly happening? Because over the past year or two, there's yeah. been so much information overload for people, and it's like almost me when I when I hear the news. And I talk to you guys about this stuff. It's like, how do we know what do what's we believe? true? Yeah. What do we yeah. Yeah. believe? But that has implications too for our life of faith. Yeah, and and really calling into question our own investment in like where we're, yeah. where we're getting information from. Like, why are we so invested in 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 what's happening? Like, we should we should be concerned about you know public safety and the right to peaceful protest right. and all of these things that come into play. Um, but you know th- there are other parties involved that are invested in other things or are trying to package what's happening with their own agenda programs, or, their own their yeah. own agenda. So, um, which makes it all the more difficult when our sources for the information, like e- even if you just want, you know, I just want the facts. I just want to like or even try and get a number of yeah. how many people are there from a number of different news sources. You're getting different numbers because their investment in how many or how few people. Are present if it's is, their if it's their agenda or their, excuse, their story maybe excuse the way they're they're representing the information. So yeah, yeah. it's difficult for us to you know we we should be interested in the facts. We should be interested in you know public life. Yeah. Um, but you know if our investment is an investment in one of these narratives over Truth. over the facts, I think that's that's something that we can kind of uh, evaluate in ourselves. That's something we can control. Do you think this is, be- I mean, this is a problem that seems to be getting more and more prevalent, but do you think it's because of the way, the, the information highway that we have nowadays? Like, if we're talking about 20 years ago, even 30 years ago, we didn't have the access necessarily to the information that we do now instantaneously, <laughs> yeah. right? Like someone posts something online instantaneously, you have it ding on your phone yeah. and it's there well in, yeah. in the 90s that was the promise so just like yeah, when yeah. It was like the internet was becoming popularized or becoming kind that of was, mainstream it's like yeah. okay the information superhighway yeah is that yeah. it's like okay we're gonna have ready access to all this information and it's it's going to like 
in many ways solve all these problems that you know this news outlet is or, you know yeah. owned by this person so they have their agenda or whatever like the promise was to kind of get rid of that because when you make information freely accessible to everyone on the planet at any given time but in in many ways i, th- I think it's fair to say that you know it's it's exacerbated that problem quite a bit sure yeah yeah y- you have you have reports about this uh you know gathering at parliament you know you there's people saying that they're there with legitimate concerns about vaccine mandates and and uh, other issues that they want to bring forward to the to Parliament, yeah. then you have uh, one side saying that these are uh, a bunch of racists gathered together <laughs> on Parliament Hill. You have other people saying that they're a bunch of troublemakers. You have people online just posting pictures of their families, just kind of there, there taking yeah. in the scene and enjoying it. You know, there's so many dimensions to it, but that's what comes from this instant posting of news, right? This, yeah. This, this world that we live in when we just post things all the time and, and and it's hard to see context. It's hard to see what's what's true. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I if I find like yeah, that it's funny you bring that up because you think about our, our trucking trade, if you look at truckers and, and the um are a lot of immigrants work in the trucking field. Like that's the that's the job. It is a it is a awful job. Like yeah. if you think about it, I mean I, I for the truckers that are out there, I, I really do the it's a 24 hours sometimes you're driving around the clock you're sleeping in the back while somebody else is driving for you and then you switch or it's three people and then eight hour shift you're sleeping and then you're you're driving for eight hours and then you you get like you know whatever it is but 24 hours you go across so you can get the truck there and back three people in a cab just switching it out um but most of those people are coming out from out of country potentially and these are the jobs that they're getting so this is not necessarily a racist thing these are truckers that have come (laughs) from all different nations all different cultures all different colors that are protesting as well so like it's not it's not a they're tr- that's one of those things when I saw that I thought kind of laugh because I know many of the people that are uh, that are truckers or whatever don't prescribe to that lifestyle if that makes sense you know what I mean I like, know but and that, that goes back to like you know there's different groups sort of attaching themselves exactly. to this this yeah. movement in fact I saw I think something you showed me right yeah. the guy the guy who was sort of the organizer of the original movement yeah yeah he was saying that so many groups. Just have attached themselves. themselves to the movement that they don't even know what what sort of they, they said, they said some something people are doing anymore. Yeah, they asked him how 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 many trucks are still left to come. He's like, we have absolutely no idea. Right. Like, like, like there are so many people coming from and from where from all over. Like these trucks are coming from all over the place. We have no absolutely no idea. So where do, so okay so we get down to the point. Yeah. How do we find truth? What are the steps that we take to find truth? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think like we can kind of piggyback. We were saying like that there's uh, th- that there's at least an attempt from either media outlets or individuals who are opposed to um, this this demonstration, this protest, to spin it in a certain direction. Yeah. That it's like you you tie this to uh, you, you rebrand it as something racist or something that you can dismiss, yeah. something that you cannot take seriously. And I find um, that there's more and more of that in kind of the. The presentation of this in social media in in other yeah. places that it's it's not actually an encounter with truth. It's not an encounter with real ideas that real people hold. It's a we're gonna we're gonna associate them. Which in with, philosophy, yeah. it's it's a fallacy. In the fallacy of association, that you know, um, I can tie your ideas to this thing that nobody likes, and then we can just dismiss it outright. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you know, actually engaging people in real discussion about you know. Um, you know, uh, uh, even if you think vaccines are a good thing, are vaccine mandates a good thing? And like, you can actually yeah, have a nuanced discussion yeah. that is kind of eliminated by this kind of shouting match, social media, yeah. or kind of this echo chamber of the way that information is disseminated that m- maybe as kind of a, a first way um, of how do we find truth? It's like, okay, recognizing 
individuals, not dismissing caricatures or ideas or just, you know, labeling. Yeah, yeah. That's La- stereotyping. Labeling. Yeah. Yeah. Labeling. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I remember I was listening to Bishop Robert Barron talk once. Um, and I, I think he was talking about the abortion uh, debate or something like that, you know, and I think someone had asked him, how do you even have conversations? And he, he said something similar, like, you know, first mm-hmm. we got to recognize that we're, we're talking to people here, like we're, <laughs> you know, or we have to see each other's humanity first. And then second, he said, really important when you're debating stuff like that is time to end it when it gets emotional, mm-hmm. right? If it's emotional. Because when oh, people man. can't. Uh, talk about these things logically anymore and work like you know um, there's lots of things that we take in each day maybe even in the life of our church that we sort of wrestle with to understand right because just naturally uh, things of God aren't things of ours right so we kind of hear something like wow God sees beauty in this particular thing how am I going to find beauty in that so you kind of wrestle with it in your brain and you wrestle with it in your in your in your heart uh, you know uh, since we're on the theme of wrestling, I guess, from before. But, uh, you know, and th- those are the things. I'm, he, but he said when things get way out of control, passionate, emotional, yeah. he goes, time to cut it off because now no one's going anywhere. Yeah. It just, yeah. Get, it just there's, becomes there's huge. There's no movement. Yeah. But, you know, like, look, we were, talking about, we were talking about the gospel this past Sunday. You know, Jesus stands up. He says he's the fulfillment of the scriptures. You know, uh, he's read from the prophet Isaiah, which people would have been very familiar with, right? So yeah. they were right along with him. They knew what he was saying. Word for word, yeah. Yeah, and, and then at first they were like, oh, okay, this guy's like, not bad. He's maybe Joseph's son or is that Joseph's son or whatever it is. But then when he starts telling them about the truth, remember he uses uh, in Luke, we're talking Luke chapter 4, verse 21 to 30, um, he uses the prophet Elijah and the prophet Elisha. He's using examples from the scriptures, right, where God went to pr- provide help for the Gentile people, yeah, not the yeah, Jewish people, yeah, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, Ed, everyone erupted people, in rage, yeah. rage that all, all Jesus would have the nerve to say that God is here for all people, right? Yeah. Today, that sounds normal. We don't argue, we wouldn't argue with that, right? We wouldn't no. argue that God's yeah. here for all people. That's Everybody. just yeah. that's just normal. We just think that's of course God's here for all people, but like that one we can accept, yeah. right? Yeah. But what about like what are the things that Jesus stands up? in the proverbial synagogue of our lives, right? And says, and his church teaches this is- that we are kind of like full of rage. And and remember the people, I said this on Sundays, so you know, I was like, they weren't just upset. They were so full of rage. They wanted to throw him off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. Like that's- yeah. Got emotional. That got emotional. <laughs> that got emotional, right? So like, yeah. what are the things that Jesus says in the church teaches that get people in a rage? That I- get people- so upset that they get emotional and they want to yeah. clock you on or whatever it might be, right? There, there's a lot of that. And I think that's where that's where kind of you see the news media outlet attack the church. Yeah. Like it, we talked about it last week uh, with the pets and, and uh, versus kids and it just seemed to erupt because it hit people's heartstrings in a certain way. Yeah. Um, and But but there is like what the church is teaching is there is truth. Humanity mm. above <laughs> animals and pets. and but But there's a whole, you know, whenever this comes out, Whenever there is truth brought and people can't, don't see eye to eye with that truth, then it becomes emotional. It becomes yeah. a, you know, a, a thing that they can bring out. But it's almost a tactic too. Oh yeah, how we sure. deal with stuff. Well, now it's. Right? A, it, I I really do believe we're in a victim mentality this day and age. I, I like the way the way that we um, debate is. Oh, I'm a victim. 
I, I really feel like that's a, a, that is almost like a legitimate uh, argument. Like you're attacking me, and so everyone has to listen to me. I feel like that is something that that comes out in a way of trying to defend the way that you believe. But that's that's not logic. That's not that's a you know what I mean. Does yeah, that yeah. make sense? And, yeah, and there's especially if you're like interested and invested in the history of ideas. Like yeah. there's there's this kind of long tradition of like even, even like the hard teachings of Jesus. Yeah. Even go back to the Old Testament. And it's like uh, you have like uh, people wrestling with God, people questioning, like, is, yeah. this, is this what I'm actually supposed to do? Like, yeah. who am I to lead these people? Like, God doesn't just say, he doesn't cancel them. He doesn't just like, yeah. shut them down. He's like, no, no, like, wrestle me. You're up for a good role. Okay. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Let's, let's work this out. And, yeah. you know, that you can use that as a metaphor for his engagement with the Jewish people throughout the Old Testament. That's, but then that. even, yeah. even within the tradition of the church, like there's, there's such uh, a breadth like the 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 intellectual tradition of the church is robust enough that we have you know doctors of the church who have you know intense views. <laughs> philosophical disagreements yeah, about yeah. At different different things. So like, first of all, like um, th- there's this kind of long tradition of being able to have a discussion, being able yeah. to like um, disagree yeah. with respect. And it's like we're losing that in this is kind of claim like it, as a tactic almost. Yeah. Um, but also the the sort of relativization of truth. That it's like, I don't have to engage in this tradition because I can't actually overcome the logic of, you know, w- whatever position. Um, so it's, it's my truth. It's like, I'm just I'm appealing yeah, to uh, what I believe, which, you know, on, on some level can be a tactical thing. It, it can also be a way of avoiding these really serious, serious conversations and necessary conversations and yeah. necessary topics that are becoming increasingly difficult to have a discussion about because it either devolves into kind of an emotional clashing of you know yeah emotions yeah <laughs> rather than you know a a deliberate and you know sincere exchange of ideas and you're saying that what came to mind was when you're talking about the israel like we know them as the israelites and the the term israel from jacob jacob became right. israel and that meant to wrestle with god it was he was given the name israel after he spent a night wrestling yeah. with the man with the uh, servant of god right yeah. with god so, so how so like on what you were saying yeah. how do we move away from this idea of my truth and try to start to see truth truth <laughs> well there it's it's funny because it, there's there's almost a paradox in the way that ideas are treated now if you get into kind of any social or political or um you know i'm, I'm a humanities major or and, and anything like that it's like it's increasingly relativized but you know in in other in other areas and like in science and mathematics and whatever like you you almost you can't get away with that no you can't yeah, yeah. this is my chemistry or this is my <laughs> yes. you know um yeah, uh, but it's like, very good yeah so there is there is um some more grounding in different disciplines but um interestingly and this this may be a total tangent like in the, in the 1920s there was a there was a huge debate um among mathematicians and and uh philosophers um, about you know the the logical grounding of mathematics um, that you know uh, as as calculus became much much more prevalent Perfect. in the way mathematics was done and more useful in like pra- uh, applied mathematics like engineering and you know calculating weight distribution over you know curves and and things like that that um, some some mathematicians didn't like that at all because you can't ground the idea of infinity and the idea of in- infinity <laughs> is necessary to do these equations. So it's like even even in something as you would expect to be as concrete as math, you still have these discussions and these debates about metaphysical things. So I think we need to reclaim some of that tradition that is like, okay, well, we can talk about math um, and we can talk about science in this kind of uh, 
way that, you know, we can ask questions as though there are answers yeah. and that aren't just my answers or that like this isn't just my science. It's like, no, we can ask these about metaphysical things. We can ask these about theological things and actually have a fruitful discussion that, you know, makes appeal to some truth rather yeah. than just my own opinion. Don't you think that sometimes people in the church, um, it could be could be priests, uh, could be just lay people, could be people, you know, whatever it might be. I feel like sometimes it's been perpetuated this this sort of mm. misinformation about the church, right? I, like, I, and go no further from when I grew up, sort of thing. Like when 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 I grew up, we weren't taught sort of um, the teachings of Jesus in a way that now I've come to understand, right? It was very just elementary, um, and when 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 we had real questions about things. It was like, well, you don't have to worry about that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when we're talking about moral issues today, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm thinking the, the moral issues that get people passionate. We're talking about the yeah. rage ones, you yeah. know, like, uh, you know, euthanasia or uh, abortion, abortion, or, yeah. uh, things like this, you know. It was like, it was like, well, you know what, you know, God loves everyone. You don't have to worry <laughs> about that. I think, and I think that's done yeah. such a disservice. Yeah. To not, and I'm saying uh, not just to Catholics, but to the entire world, because at a certain point, what, people will laugh at what I'm about to say, but at a certain point in history, people looked towards the Catholic Church hmm. as sort of its moral compass. Yeah. compass. Yeah, I agree. Today, people would laugh at that, right? Just because of what's been reported and, hmm. uh, you know, potential scandals and all that. Scandals and yeah. things like yeah. that, right? But at a certain point, and when people in the church, whether they were leaders or lay people or members of your family, weren't ready to talk about the truth, you know, they were just kind of passing things off as God loves all things and everyone. That's done not just a disservice to the church, but I think to our culture, to our society, right? This yeah. anything goes sort of mentality. I, I think I think what you're seeing nowadays too is is you have people that have grown up in a certain time where you don't question. <laughs> right? You don't that mm. like what you were saying. Yes. Now part of that is is too I agree with you. As a from an adult point of view now because I grew up at the same time, yeah. as from an adult point of view looking down at it, those are adults that didn't know themselves, right? They didn't mm. have an answer for themselves, so they didn't know how to answer you. So if a so they said, it, uh, "Don't worry about it," exactly, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 we'll figure that out later. You know, like it's like let's push this off because I have no idea what the answer is. I think people have to be comfortable with saying, "I don't know." People sure. aren't comfortable with saying, "I don't know." And as a professor, I can tell you that that happens with me, especially in computers where things come up all the time, and, just, and like my students are, don't tell them this. <laughs> Half the time, they're more brilliant than I am. Uh, and so, what, but then when they come up with like terms like, "Hey, I'm sorry, have you heard about this?" And I was like, "No, I haven't." Like, you have to be prepared to say, "I don't know." Right. But that doesn't mean that you're not willing to figure it out, right? There's a difference mm -hmm. between "I don't know," "Don't ask me," this, or or like, "This is we shouldn't talk about this," versus "I don't know." Hey, let's figure out the answer together. Together, yeah. you yeah. know. And so when someone comes to you with an, with a question like that, you say, "I don't know." Let's figure out the answer together. But that means that you have to start questioning. You have to start looking yeah. for answers, and you have to start questioning the answers that you get. You can't just be like, don't re don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything on the news. Don't believe everything. Like, you can't open your Facebook chat and go, okay, I wonder how, like, I, I don't know what the church believes about this. Let me search it on Google, and then go to the first site that you see there. Because if it's not Catholic, it's not probably what the church teaches, yeah. necessarily. Oh. You know what I mean? So you can't, you have to search, and you have to have a good head on your shoulders and look for truth. 
a lot of times, like for myself, when I don't have an answer, I like to look and I like to read both sides of the story. I specifically go in, like if it's something about Catholics, uh, I go in and I read, like, why does the Catholic Church teach about Mary, let's say. And then I, so I, I go on, on that view and I figure out what they teach about Mary. And then I go on the opposite side. I'll go and see what, why doesn't the Christian churches that don't believe or don't like Mary, or what do they say that the Catholic Church teaches about Mary? And I re, the reason I go on there mm-hmm. is to see, is there truth in what they're saying, right? I want to, I want to, I want to see. And, but then I, I look at what the church is saying. They have 2,000 years of history here and good explanation and good reasons if you get into it. The answer is never, oh, the church doesn't know. We just do that. No, like yeah. they have a reason. Yeah, and uh, like I think that's an important thing. It's like it, it's the answer isn't just because or because the church <laughs> says so. That it's like it's built upon a you know a broad theological, philosophical, intellectual tradition that has had this ongoing discourse for two thousand years about um, about these issues. But I wanted to uh, touch on what you're saying about um, like that this continual asking pro- uh, process yeah. with a recognition of you know I have limited knowledge. I don't I don't know everything. <laughs> Um, but you know, that's, um, you know, questioning as though there is an answer that is like, and as though, you know, being able to have a discussion about these really hot topic issues that it doesn't just kind of boil down to my opinion, or I'm, I'm not willing to, um, you know, communicate what the church, church teaches because I don't want to, um, hurt someone's feelings or I don't want to like that. That's, that's really affecting a lot of our, our discourse or that, you know, they wouldn't understand because they don't have the you know, the background or the, you know, they don't have the belief structure, but the, we need to be able to talk about these things, even with limited knowledge, um, in a way that, you know, asks the questions as though there are answers, as though there is a truth to be found. You made me think about uh, when I was uh, in the seminary, um, I had a wonderful um, professor of homiletics, Father Al Mamni, and uh, you know, great preacher. And I guess that's why he was uh, teaching the class, right? And we asked him about these hard topics, like when, when, the, when the opportunity arises that you want to talk about these hard topics, these tough situations uh, in, in a homily, you know, how do you do it? What's the best way to, to sort of approach it, you know? And I will never forget what he said. He, he said, you never want to talk about these things until your people know that you love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's and so that's true. never yeah, that's never first. left me because you know when I moved to a, a brand new parish, I'm not yeah. going to go in there and t- yeah. <laughs> talk about spicy topics right away, right? But when we grow as a community of, of faith, when we know that we're here to worship God together, mm-hmm. when we when we know that we're here doing the Lord's work, we're sharing in relationship with one another. We have respect for each other. We're not just getting passionate. We're doing this because we love the Lord and we love each other. And if people know your heart, right? Like that, if they can know know your heart. heart. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's when these conversations can take place. So this online dialogue between people who (laughs) could care less about Mm -hmm. each other, all they know about each other is their name, whether that's a real one or not. You know, it's it's easy to go back and forth and lambaste each other and Mm -hmm. say whatever you want without any repercussions. But in real life... (laughs) In in, yeah. in person mm-hmm. life, you can't do that, you, no. or you just end up shouting. You have to have these conversations when people know that you care for them yeah. and that you love them, and you want, uh, like God wants for all of us, the best yeah. for each one of us, mm-hmm. right? So when Jesus stands in the synagogue and says this truth, he's doing it for everyone's benefit, yeah. right? It may not be welcome news at the yeah. time, 
And there might be something that you struggle with that the church teaches or Jesus says, and you and you and me, whatever it yeah, might yeah, be. Sure. But we we take them, we try and understand it. Why would why would God uh, say these things? Why would God want these? Why things? does the church back? Why this does up? the church yeah, back this yeah. up for so many yeah. you know uh, years, years and yeah. centuries and all these things? And what can I do to to you know how can I ask the Lord to open my eyes and open my heart and help me to understand these things yeah. more? Right and being able to ask the bigger question like what is truth? Like wh- where where do I find truth? And like you know a lot of what I'm getting on the information uh, on the internet is is information. Not yeah. necessarily truth, truth, but you have like that's that's a theme throughout the gospel. Like even mm-hmm. uh, even Pilate asking Jesus, you what, know, is? "What is truth?" And you know he's asking that in a situation where you know his answer is pretty loaded for you know the the next steps because he's he's weighing all the factors of he's trying to control an insurrection basically in his so, so like he's weighing all the political factors that you know aren't completely irrelevant to to our context. It's yeah. like he's trying to see truth through the lens of you know. Roman Roman philosophy and politics and yeah, the yeah. you know socioeconomic situation that's happening on his front door, and it's like he's asking all, like what is truth? Yeah, and truth is standing there, right staring before, him in yeah. the face. Yeah, that yeah, truth is a Jesus person. Truth is manifest. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I think that's uh, uh, maybe another step to like okay when we're asking how, how do we how do we know the truth or like where do we go looking for truth? Yeah. Like Jesus, Jesus saying you know I am the way the truth and the life. And it's like that that should be our especially when we're talking about these you know hot button issues yeah you know that should be our starting point i think that's really smart because one of the things i was thinking about uh was on social media like uh, most of you guys know but for the listeners and stuff it was like i i started a couple years ago we we did a 90 days off of social media and a couple other challenges and stuff and off of 90 days of social media i i realized that my life had gotten so much better (laughs) that I decided to stay off of it. So, and I'm a computer guy. I am not on any social media stuff, uh, you know, because um, my life was just so much. I was getting these opinions. You have to realize, like the computers that you're you're watching through social media and through Google and those. Like, I I teach the course in AI, which basically feeds you the stuff that you click on. So, if this is a hot button topic, boom, you click on it. Google gets a reward for that. Every time you click, that's a reward. So, But they're trying to give you everything. They're giving you things that you are going to click on. Yeah. So if you start going down the way of a certain mandate or a certain belief or a certain whatever, and, and you're finding you're getting more and more of these things, and you start going down that path, and, and if it's causing on peace in your soul, if it's causing on peace in your heart, or you're getting upset about these things, I'm going to encourage you, stop. And what you said, bring it back. Stop Stop doing that stuff and go back and maybe t- you need to take a prayer time with Jesus. Maybe you need to just say, okay, Lord, I'm getting really unpeaceful about this. Whatever it may be, maybe I'm really scared about this convoy coming through. Maybe I'm really upset about this convoy. Or maybe I'm really upset with the news media not proclaiming what I'm seeing in the convoy if you're there or if you've heard about it or whatever. Like whatever side of the story. You're, but if you're getting really upset about it and you're getting really frustrated about whatever you're seeing in the news, take a step back. Mm-hmm. Let the news be the news. Turn it off. Take it to prayer. Take it to the Bible. Take it to reading and ask God, okay, God, I really want the truth in this. I really want to see where, like, speak to me the truth in what I'm seeing here. And then kind of try to, you know, but bring it back to Jesus. Bring it back to the Bible. Bring it back to you. Turn off the busyness that is getting you upset and then go from there. Yeah, the one thing not to do yeah. is just ignore it and throw it off a cliff, right? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> like the people in the, in the gospel tried to do no. with Jesus, because it's not going to go anywhere. No. Like we have to sort of 
to face these things and yeah. and, and learn about them and, and we do that like you like we were get saying grounded exactly yeah. get grounded first and then approach it so whether it. it's stuff in our social life our media life whatever you know we're trying to see we're, we're trying to find you know we're trying to read more than one source and yeah. see different yeah. things you know in the in the scriptures we're trying to let the lord enlighten us and and fill our hearts with that with that love because you know that's ultimately why the church teaches what it does it's because god loves us yeah. so much so if we have that context you know then hopefully we'll understand those things better and let's afford that love to each other as well that's like, right let's afford that whether it's online <laughs> in person as someone you see on the media, someone you see uh, protesting, not protesting, whatever it might be, yeah. we need to afford that love uh, to each person because uh, we're not going to move forward here in society in a, in, a, in a better way unless we do that. Yeah. Well, the uh, time for the truth uh, has come to an end, I guess. <laughs> now we can go back and talk about falsities, I guess. Uh, but thanks for this conversation. If uh, anyone has Anything to add to our conversation, please do send us uh, an email at the Catholic Buzz Podcast at gmail.com or you can comment right on our Facebook or Instagram pages as well. Okay. And uh, we will see you next time. My name is Father Daniele. And for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, you have been watching or listening to the Catholic Buzz. <laughs>